now tuned into the greatest. Luckily, be Kobe. Luckily, okay, C should have blew up the team. Can, can you be, can you be team, lucky four times? Can you be lucky four consecutive games? Hell yeah! Oh, interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who got lucky? Denver. Denver's lucky. What? No, they just they just played Utah and they suck. That's the problem. Because here's the no, thing: who with else Utah. did they beat? Donovan who else Mitchell's did they beat? trash. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Come on, we'll Donovan get to Booker later. Donovan I'm gonna Mitchell, get to Booker later. Donovan Mitchell throws up 50 shots a game, six of them go in, he gets 20 points off of free throws, and he's like, Oh, this guy's <laughs> good. Are you hating on Donovan? Good, yo. I, yo, let's go back to the tapes when you're probably like, Yo, Donovan Mitchell, yo, he's the truth. I never pray, I never yes. praise Donovan Mitchell. I promise, yes, because I'm just getting vocal I've seen about my the spider shirt, I've seen it all. <laughs> Number one fan, yo. <laughs> Welcome back to Below the Hardwood. I am your host, Ryan Antonio Henry, sitting here with the homies, team, the compadres, the cohorts, the amigos, the black BTS, the Avengers, the today we're the Fantastic Four, uh, Dexter. The Northside Serpents. I stopped watching it, but. Yeah, yeah. Did Archie get to Canada and you what? stopped watching? Yeah, he's fighting what? bears. <laughs> Wait, he fighting bears? Oh, oh, oh! You haven't got there. Okay. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Alan, uh, we are the uh, mummies alive. You guys remember the mummies alive? Mummies alive. Let's uh, let's save uh, bikers from what was it called? Biker mice from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for next. Yeah, and then we're the street sharks after that. <laughs> sharks, okay. Uh, I got the weekenders. Everyone remembers the weekenders. Right? Living for the weekend. weekend. Living for the weekend. Um, and Harvard Day Cart, baby. We're rocket powered. Do you guys remember rocket power? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the kids on the Mahalo, mahalo. Right? <laughs> and 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 the kids that 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 did the uh the thing in the treehouse, the kids next door. Or something. Whoa, whoa, Ryan, know. what? The, the treehouse <laughs> kids, and they all like super. Oh, oh, Ryan, I don't know. <laughs> and they all have their numbers. Sounds dirty. <laughs> I hate I hate all you guys. Um, anyway, two minutes into the pod. Two minutes into the pod. And they're already they're already trying to screw me. Um, we are below the hardwood and your two minutes to the four greatest. Now. But before we start the show, we are the Fantastic Four. So let me give you an introduction to our guest. He is a founder of RWI Basketball. If I'm wrong, Stephen, you can correct me. This is Run With It Basketball. Uh, he is host of a new podcast this year uh, called Talk Your Exposure. And again, the creator of the Pink City Classic Tournament. I guess it's a, it's a tournament, right? Again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We are joined by a man that once quoted or requoted, just like the Michael Scott once requoted the Wayne Gretz, wait, great Wayne Gretzky. He had requoted Kevin Garnett in a very epic, epic <laughs> night, which I will replay for you later on. His motto is, anything is possible. Let me introduce you to <clears throat> Stephen Korn. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, before before I go into talk about you know Pink City real quick, I just want to say 
anything is possible. I felt like it was important. <laughs> I felt like I had to try to get. It. I don't have a voice. I don't have the same voice, but uh, I'm actually the, the co the co founder of Pink City Classic um, right. and co founder of RWI Basketball along with Cy Samuels as well. So I want to make sure that everybody knows it's not just me. Yeah, Steven, shout out to real, honest, honest, and important question: Do, Does anyone call you Corn Dog? You did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bullying. I'm going to keep it going, corn dog. All right. <laughs> let's, dog let's, is let's, spelled D A W G if that helps. It's cool dog. So I mean, saying? listen, you know, you 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 have you have a you have a way of making people feel cool. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, only you though. Dexter and Ryan yeah. cannot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's see how it is. All right. Um, but no, Stephen, thank you for joining us. And yes, like you mentioned, co-founder of many things. You're a man of uh, many talents, apparently. And apparently you're a <laughs> corn dog. If you guys can't see it. Uh, yeah. Corn dog is on the screen. Corn dog is on the screen. Indeed with a W. Indeed with a W. D-A-W-G, not just D-O-G. All right? Yeah. <laughs> but again thank you for uh, joining us here steven and of course um we're missing a aspect here i'm also joined by my co-host alan shane lewis hello my name is alan shane lewis i am on a podcast he's on a podcast and the other man dexter Ariola. hi nikki i and... will contradict myself today oh. and that's okay all right, all right. He will contradict Whoa. himself. Ooh, but yeah. that is okay. every podcast. <laughs> if Dexter <laughs> did not contradict himself, it wouldn't be below the hardwood. So, yeah. you um, listen to this podcast, you're like, yeah, he'd he be saying the opposite the next <laughs> all the time. Well, we don't listen to it. So now know. it's a disclaimer. <laughs> Let's break right into it, um, guys. Um, we haven't talked basketball in about two weeks, so we had a lot to unpack on this episode. Uh, the <laughs> the 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 trade deadline is is up it, it's fast it's behind so we're calling this episode episode 29 the aftermath the aftermath of trade deadline uh we're here to talk winners losers what we like what we didn't like i know alan has a lot of feelings about this uh but yeah let's just get right into it steve before i get to alan and dexter and before they you know contradict and, and yell and, and do what they do best um steven what, what did you take from trade deadline day what was your like the thing that shocked you the thing that got your attention the most is there a team that you're like yo they got it like you know what i mean like that move was nice was there a loser you know like give us your best well actually what, what shocked me the most to be honest with you was the fact that kyle lowry didn't get traded i thought for sure kyle lowry was, was going to miami la or or uh um i forgot the other team uh, or philly uh, Philly, right? So I thought for sure, you know, <laughs> Raptors are trying to rebuild. Raptors are trying to get a bit younger. Um, you know, I thought for sure Kyle, was, they're going to give Kyle an opportunity to play for a ship. Obviously, you know, they respected him enough, which I which I commend Messiah and Bobby for. But at the end of the day, I was shocked about that. The biggest winner for me, though, I think was Denver, to be honest with you. I think by getting Aaron Gordon and JaVale, JaVale McGee, I think that was actually a big a big winner for them. Um, I think that they 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 lacked a, lot, a bit of athleticism, a bit of size. And to be able to get another rebounder in JaVale, um, and to be able to get another another hard nosed competitor, someone that can can run the floor and and dunk and, and be athletic and be that guy, uh, be that quote unquote superstar behind Jamal and Jokic, I think it could, could actually help Denver a lot. So I think the winner the winner in my opinion was actually Denver more than any other team. All right, yeah, Denver made like that was sneaky just to get Gordon and Javale like 
like yeah, Gordon was um kind of looked at by a lot of a lot of teams, but I I hadn't no I did not see Denver coming in there, and they didn't have to give up more, uh, Michael Porter Jr. I thought yeah. he would have had to have been involved in yeah. some form of trade, but yeah, um, Alan, your 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 best on on trade deadline day. Yeah, it it was just kind of interesting because like I think is it this year it was like the most trades that have been completed on the deadline, and there was like a whole bunch of other like first most first trades, first. most players, like yeah. Yeah, so scary. Yeah, and it was it was scary. I think as as Toronto Raptors fans, it was a, a it was a different day for us. It was kind of a moment of just like self reflection and going through all the old Kyle Lowry videos and the tributes and just like waiting at any point in time. Like, is this the moment that we're gonna have to say goodbye to our most treasured uh, player, the Groat? You know, the greatest Raptor of all time. And I kind of sat with it with that kind of expectation, you know. So I was kind of sitting there and refreshing Shams, refreshing Watch, and kind of seeing what they got going on. But um, yeah, there was some good moves. Um, I think the Norm Powell thing kind of it, one of those things where I read it and I was okay with it at first, and then it kind of hurt. I was like, oh no, Norm Powell, I miss him. And uh, watching him have his first debut with the Blazers and see how well he did immediately, like he hit the ground running. Like I think it's like the best debut of a Blazer of all time or something like that. I don't know. Once again, don't quote me on that, but uh, double check that out. But yeah, he, he put up a lot of great numbers. But uh, I think that the Heat did a really good job uh, to a certain extent. I think they kind of fucked up by not taking Kyle Lowry and giving us Hero, even though I don't want Hero. Um, but I think getting Victor Oladipo is a sneaky good move. It's going to help them down in the playoffs when like possessions are shorter and you have uh, or longer, longer possessions and less frequent, and you kind of like run the ball because like the thing about Victor Oladipo is like he is a great player. He is a great player. The only problem is he's just not healthy all the time. And that's kind of where you Andrew kind of suck. Yeah. So it, I, I, hopefully you can kind of figure this thing out and uh, you can be able to play some good playoff minutes. Um, I have to give uh, uh, who is it? Sorry. Uh, my, 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 oh, uh, the Bulls. I think the Bulls did some sneaky good moves too, getting Vucevic out there, just a hardened kind of all star to kind of pair with Zach, Zach Levine. So good for them. And all they had to do is get rid of Otto Porter Jr. and that giant ass contract that he has. So good on them for kind of, uh, you know, Killing two birds with one stone, uh, to speak, sort of say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I agree. The Aaron Gordon thing is great. I did pick him up on fantasy because I was like, oh, he gonna get traded and he's gonna be like the number one option. But then I didn't even think about it. I'm like, no, he's not. He's gonna go someplace and be like the third option third or even option. now the fourth, yeah. to be honest. So it's gonna be interesting to see what exactly he can do because I know he can contribute, but hopefully he can uh, you know get more touches going on there. But also, fuck the Brooklyn Nets. Can I just say that? I know it's not trade deadline. It's not trade deadline. But I don't save want to it. Them, so. Save it. Okay, fine, save it. We'll fine, get to fine. them. We'll get to them. That's um, me saving it. That's right. Thought, back in. That's right. I thought I saw you shaking your head uh, at some points in Alan's little uh, spiel there. So yeah, what's your little? Take? That was a big uh, spiel. So <laughs> let's start with let's start with the Bulls. I think uh, getting Vooch is a good pickup. I don't think it changes anything. Um, I think if anything, it slows them down. They're a high-paced team, uh, like uh, Kobe White, Levine. These guys want to run, right? And uh, I just feel like Vooch is like a half-court player, and it, it's going to slow him down a lot. Um, I'm gonna agree with you guys with the winners. Uh, Denver, I think, is a huge winner. They didn't have to give anything up. They gave up uh, PJ Harrison and um, Gary Gary Harris, a shooter, which they have shooters all around, pretty much. Uh, and they got Aaron Gordon, something they were missing from last year. Like I said, this year they were missing Jeremy Grant a lot. And I think Aaron Gordon brings kind of the same things. And JaVale McGee, that championship pedigree, man, you can't can't run away from that, right? Same uh, as Alan likes to say, same amount as Larry Bird, right? Yeah, my boy is <laughs> respect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put respect on his name. Uh, so like I said, um, 
Denver, they didn't have to give up anything. Also, Miami, they didn't have to give up anything either, right? They gave up Kelly Olynyk, They gave up Avery Bradley. But uh, I think we see with Oladipo, I think we're putting him too high on a pedestal. We saw that the market isn't as high on him. He was a part of a 20-game losing streak, if you really think about it. Um, so I, I think that's all they can get. I think Olenek and Avery Bradley was the best they can get. Uh, I think people are afraid of his injuries, and the market wasn't too high on him. The sneaky, the reason why I think they're a winner is the sneaky pick of Bielitsa. I'm so high on Bielitsa. I think he was amazing on Sacramento, and I think it adds another shooter, another, like, big body. So uh, I'm happy for Miami. I'm happy for Denver. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to the losers, and uh, I'll give you my take on that after. All right, all right. Um, I'll join in with, man, like when I saw that robbery go down when the Bulls just like did like a bank heist on, on Orlando and it just opened up the field for them. Like I was just like, man, like what was it? It was Vucevic for like Kobe White and like is it? Well, it was Kobe, right? No, was Otto Otto Porter, no, no. not Kobe, not not Kobe White. Um, Otto Porter, Otto Porter, Jr. Otto Porter Jr. and this janky ass. It was shot. like a Wendell, three, Wendell, It was Wendell. like a three way trade. Oh like yeah, yeah. Clark. and Wendell Clark. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, dude, like that's Wendell all Clark. you had to do to get Vooch. Like Vooch is underrated in this league. Like this oh, guy yeah. can put up a triple double on any given night. Like, like I kind of like look at him as like a a, a Jokic light in a way where it's like they both do that thing like they can rebound they can shoot their three ball they can go in the post they can set are up their you, teammates are you just saying that because they're both white a hundred percent a hundred percent i am that guy I, I also compare dirk and luka Doncic to larry bird like every other person i, I love um, the nba drafts time when it's just like a white guy and they just compare him to another white guy. I'm like, oh, Larry Bird. Play the same position. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Any white guy that can ball gets compared to Larry Bird. And all and left-handers get compared the same. I'm like, that's that's just not, I can't. That doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't he's, work. He's Manu. <laughs> I, he reminds me of Jalen Rose. He also reminds me of Jalen Rose. Depending, like, depending, depending on what, what white guy you are. Depending on it's, what white guy you are. I've seen, I've seen bigs get compared to guards. Like that. You do like, not get compared to Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Doug McDermott. I'm like, really? <laughs> they're doing it to Luca right now. They're saying Luca's Larry Bird. I'm like, they're literally different players. Like, they mm -hmm. don't have the same body. That's another conversation. Luca's but, LeBron. Let's be honest. Um, thank you. With Harden. Um, but um, but yeah, like I like the the job that that Orlando did on uh, or <laughs> Chicago did on Orlando was nuts. They're set. Their 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 core is there. You got Levine, you got Vooch, and somebody else is gonna want to play there. I don't know what they're gonna do with Markinen. I think he's gone. I think he's out of there probably by next season. But um, they're the future's bright in Chicago. Uh, I don't think they're obviously doing anything now. But in terms of like winners, that like it obviously helped now. Denver, yeah, Denver, just getting Aaron Gordon was was ridiculous. Uh, but I think we went over most of the deals. It was actually the buyout market deal that got everyone really you know riled up and and this is where i'll let alan you know sorry sorry to interrupt ryan like yeah. just this moment drummond just got signed by the lakers hey just right Bam. now yep. breaking news buzzers yep. just signed. Yes. <laughs> we're breaking news on this podcast that you're gonna hear tomorrow <laughs> exactly. hopefully tomorrow <laughs> um yeah no that's nuts and and yeah i think the drummond to la thing was it was needed like like LeBron is probably on the phones like yo I'm 36 uh, these guys are trying to staff up everyone <laughs> get you. Drummond just come get your freaking ring 
Like, I need help, but that front court's <laughs> ridiculous. When you really look at it, like, it's like LeBron, AD, and Drummond. Like, nobody's getting rebounds all, uh, on that team. Offensive rebounds are you have not to throw in Trez, throwing like an eight minute from Marcus Hall. Like, that, that front court's ridiculous. Dangerous front court. But, um, Steven, um, the buyout market, obviously, the big thing that went down. Um, we already know Blake Griffin's uh, with the Nets. He's had a couple of games and he's dunking again. First dunk in two years. Um, and then the big one that everyone's kind of just, you know, saying the deck, the deck is stacked is now uh, LaMarcus Aldridge signing a one-year deal with the Nets. So what do you feel about this next team? Um, is this, is, is this cheap? Is this, is it, is it what it is? Is LaMarcus really going to make that much of a difference? You know, can, can somebody really, you know, take, take away this team? And then, I'll ask you the second portion of this later, but um, yeah, what's your take on on just the Nets getting Lamarcus? I'm very happy about it, to be honest with you. Um, any, anything to be able to beat LeBron. Um, that, that, that's my biggest take, to be real. I, I, I'm a, the biggest LeBron hater that you'll probably ever meet. As everybody knows, huge LeBron. Anybody, anybody that, that wants to join with KD or join with anybody, yes, we got to sip a lot of tea for that because I'm a big LeBron hater. But any anytime that there's any type of, any type of, you know, <laughs> the moment right, anything right. happens, I say, yeah, LeBron's about to lose. LeBron's about to lose. And I get happy about it. I get very happy when LeBron's about to lose. Because when you have LaMarcus, KD, Kyrie, Blake Griffin, and even James Harden on a team, I mean, I, I guess you could kind of put DeAndre Jordan there for Lob City if you really want to. But you have <laughs> such a good dynamic at that point. You know, and you, and you have you have the, all the pieces around that that beat the Lakers in every way possible. In my personal opinion, the Lakers, like you guys mentioned a little bit ago, they're they're one of the worst rebounding teams right now. The, and and in terms in terms of the I think like 18th to 19th, at first it would be like a like a like a number one seed. Yeah, not not anymore with, with Drummond, but you know, prior to Drummond being there. But even if you're supposed to be the championship team, a championship team, you can't be 18 or 19 in rebounding. You can't be. Yeah. So when you have Lamarcus, you have Blake, you have DeAndre uh, um DeAndre Jordan, you have those? Yeah, I like it because you're about to beat LeBron. I like it. Anything to beat LeBron. I didn't know we had Kevin Durant on the podcast here. Wow, that's so cool. Exclusive, <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, no, Kevin Durant's a little uh, you actually have Kevin. You, uh, you he actually lives have Kevin in LeBron's Garnett. shadow. You actually have Kevin Garnett, not Kevin he, Durant. He, he lives in LeBron's shadow. This is all this. This this is it's, it's hilarious. It's literally a whole bunch of people who came. It's like it's like the Sinister Six. That's exactly what this is. They're like, they all think about Spider-Man. That's all they can think about. They can't do anything on their own. They live in the shadow, so they have to team up together with their shared hatred of somebody who gave them their careers, to be honest. And now we're trying to do this thing. Only person I don't have hate for over there really is like James Harden. I feel like James Harden is doing his thing. I'm happy for him. Uh, Kyrie, I'm fine with, but he just keeps talking too much. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I just feel like at a certain point, how like there's only five people can be on the court and only one person can score each possession. So how does each player enjoy themselves? How do the touches get serviced properly? How does the ball get into people's hands to at the right point in time? And it's going to be something that Steve Nash is going to have to deal with and figure out going down into the playoffs. Because I think when you have such a ball centric, uh, a point guard centric kind of offense where it's runs through, it's like as we as we kind of watch it over this last couple stretch, it's becoming James Harden's team. It's they're playing kind of the same way 
they did over in Houston. It's this kind of high pick and roll stuff. And it's like, well, what do I do? Do I stop James Harden from scoring or do I stop James Harden from passing to somebody? Like it's pretty much this kind of pick your poison type of thing. And it's going to be interesting when there's more bodies out there. And what are we going to do? Where's LaMarcus, LaMarcus Aldridge's role within this? Because he's a back-to-back or back-to-the-basket type of big. He's not really going to stay on the perimeter. So, like, does that clog the lane? He doesn't really catch lobs. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, I know a lot of times people like to say too many chefs, you know, ruin the stew or the gumbo, whatever the saying is, and uh, maybe this is it. Hopefully this is it because fuck Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, who else wants to talk about stuff? Uh... <laughs> Dex? Hold on. Hold on. Everything about Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, go Cut you guys off for a second. But, but, but. Alan, Alan, I, ha- I have to ask you because you're a big LeBron guy, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off for a second, but I just want to know, didn't can we can we take a memory? Uh, um, can we go back into memory lane for a second, back into 2010 yeah. of June of 2010, and can we talk or July 2010? I, I think the date was July 7th, 2010, when LeBron James decided to have an announcement wow, and join up with Miami, uh, Miami so Heat of the, of the Big Three. So, so what what is what is the difference of the the, the Miami Heat Big Three compared to the Brooklyn the big Nets, seven? big two. There's nothing. There's nothing. Let's talk about it. Off scene acquisition, leaving Dan Gilbert, one of the worst franchise owners in the entire NBA races, dude, too. Uh, he leaves that to go play with two other players in their prime. <laughs> and then they join a team around that and they pick players around that that are not like crazy superstars. This is Kevin Durant going, I got to beat LeBron by any means necessary. Calls up everybody on the phone, calls out all the buyouts, tries to get all the trades, gets multiple multiple M- MVPs to join or just Kevin wanted. Durant is not the GM of the Nets. <laughs> is he though? He is but not the GM he? of the Nets. But I think he is. Yeah. They don't make any moves without talking to him. So thank you LeBron's for that. still lost. Let's mm-hmm. just get it straight. Okay. Anyways, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I predicted this <laughs> probably a year ago. You know, I, th- I knew all this stuff was going to happen. I knew they were going to get Aldridge. I knew they were going to get Blake Griffin. And I knew Uncle they were going to get Harden. I did call it last year. You could check the tapes. Uh, but this is Where probably going to be the greatest team ever assembled <laughs> in the past, like, 20, 30 years. In the next 20, 30 years, they have everything. They can okay. do everything. Wow. So Brooklyn Nets versus the Warriors, the Kevin Durant Warriors. Who's winning? In everyone's, like, where they're at right now? Yeah. Oh, the the Nets. Really? They're fucking the team that won lost, like, 15 games? You're saying you think Draymond's than... going to guard Aldridge? Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. Aldridge, yeah. You think he's going to guard uh, – who, who's he going to guard? What's their even starting lineup? What's the starting lineup? Everyone's healthy. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it is. Like Too Aron says, it doesn't matter what the starting I think lineup. we're putting Aldridge on a pedestal that, that has Okay, passed. but listen. I don't think this, he's the same dude is, no more. This is what the Nets are doing, though, right? Like, if, if you get one good game in the playoffs from him, you've got your money made already. If you get one good game from Blake Griffin in the playoffs, you just need a throwback game from these guys. You're not expecting them to do – like amazing things you expect maybe Aldridge to have maybe a 14 uh 14 point quarter and then that's gravy everything else after that is gravy like you have these other guys you can rely on and then you have like the well the starters you rely on but then you have the bench just to back them up so all they need is that throwback game and then you're good you, like everything else is is just gravy on top of that poutine I think it's all. I think it's all just names. Um, you you have all these big former big names coming onto one team, so everyone's freaking out. 
can Blake, is Blake capable of like a 25 point game? Yeah, I feel like he is. Is he going to do it on this team? No. When, but do when, you need that? No, you, need you don't. That, you right? don't even need you it. Don't. You don't. You have three of the best players in the league in KD, Kyrie, and Harden. That's enough. Then you add three more offense, not even offensive minded guys. DeAndre is just there for rebounds. DeAndre is just there to clog the paint. Uh, Lamar again, Lamarcus's days as like a viable option is done in my opinion. Like I think, but you think need that. You don't. That's you don't a, even need it. Exactly. Need right. It. So I don't think it's really stacking the deck. I, I like it's. It is what it is. But the legacy portion of it, like we just heard, Allen. You know, he's calling KD a bitch. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said a the, punk B. Yeah, you oh, can say whatever that B means. I don't okay, care. a punk. He he called him a punk B. A punk B. So let's talk about it. It's it like be a punk bowler, so <laughs> do you guys right look at this ring, this potential ring for the Nets different? Steven. Hell no. Hell no. I look at it if, if, if they do win, I look at it as as you know, the, they, they they followed in the that's all they did. And the reality is if the Brooklyn Nets win this championship, it is well deserved. The the no, the, the former GM, I think before Sean Marks. Before, before the former GM, he went all in for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Deron Williams, Joe Johnson. Now they actually have six guys, you know, that can actually compete for a real championship and can do it. So to be honest, you guys already know I'm a Kevin Garnett guy. In honor of Kevin Garnett, I'm voting for the championship. They better not have any asterisk next to it. If anything has, it, if anybody deserves an asterisk, it's LeBron James championship <laughs> last year because that championship last year was crap. In my opinion, it was uh, crap. How? All right. Why? So LeBron Two James seasons. like championship Why? last year. He won championships. Two shortened seasons. He, he didn't have enough MVPs <laughs> all, around him. All, all, all he was? does is win championships. No, the problem was is that how many times did AD have to have to have to freaking you know help him out and, and, and take over the team? Where's LeBron? Nowhere. It was a two-man operation. They did like it together. The same thing Anything, every year. Anything. Right. You know. It was no, like a no, 50, no, 50 right? Split, 60, 40, maybe even. You know? LeBron James nah, nah, misses, Rondo, misses, Rondo. misses the clutch three in 2014. Rondo and Dwight. LeBron James misses the clutch three in 2014 or 2013. They play San Antonio. Who hit the shit to bail him out? There's too many guys bailing out LeBron James, bro. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how people can, like, literally look at, like, LeBron hitting that, like, I thought I was a LeBron hitter, you know? I thought <laughs> like I was a LeBron hitter. <laughs> this is, like, full-on hate. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is, like, but manufactured. This- <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know if people care about legacies anymore. They they care about how much they get paid and, like, all these side players really don't care. Like, do you no, think LaMarcus Aldridge cares about his legacy? you think Blake Griffin cares about his legacy? Like, these guys really don't care. The only people care are the top enchilon people. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, it's those top people. So maybe Kevin Durant might care. I'm sure Kyrie doesn't care. Harden kind of cares because with Harden and like Kyrie, I guess, if you get that extra ring or if you get that first ring, it takes you to another level. It puts you in another conversation. So maybe Harden might care. Kyrie, I think, is content with what he did and his past. And Kevin Durant will just put him one over LeBron. Harden Again. definitely cares because that's <laughs> why he left the Houston Rockets. So he, he's dying for that ring. And yeah, no, in terms of legacy, like, yeah, like there's hate. And then there's like, there's just a lot of people that hate the Nets. And I'm just like, listen, like a ring's a ring. Like, I don't care. You can look at the last 25 champions. If you can name me one champion that really didn't deserve that ring, like 
let's Kevin have that Durant. conversation. Let's have Kevin that conversation. Because LeBron, Kevin Durant. Oh my God, you guys are LeBron yeah. twenty fifteen. Oh my no. God, stop! Or twenty sixteen. Every single champion he deserved their ring. Didn't. They no, did not, it. Not those two Warriors. Draymond, had, Draymond had to get. Uh, he had to get suspended. No, it was those those two Warrior years where like Kevin Durant joined the already seventy three win team. I feel like even he recognizes that those don't even feel as good as the other ones. Like he knows. Guy didn't even cry. Got his chip and was like. Is a he was the MVP, though. I cheated to get you this. You always talk about this. You go, and then he whenever goes, you do a complaint about Kobe against <laughs> LeBron, you go, who's the finals MVP? Who did it? It was Shaq. Yeah. So same thing with the, with yeah, the great. Warriors, he's got, right? He's got the Kevin Durant MVP. did it. He was he, the finals had, MVP. He yeah, was he was. Because, yeah, because he was on the winning team. It was great for him. Yeah, but I think, nah, those are hollow <laughs> victories. I I think how about, about Igudala? Was Igudala? You shouldn't have I think he was. I think he was the better player. I don't think Igudala was a better player. I don't I think, think he's he a better player. I rather like if it went to Steph or LeBron, that would have made more sense. <laughs> I think Iguodala was the best player in that in that series. Why? I I I, I feel he like he was one. If you go back to the if you go back to the game by game, Iguodala was the one that was literally like the cause of some of those wins. Because like, he guarded he, LeBron, right? Not because he was guarding LeBron. He, he had clutch LeBron. baskets. He cool, had timely cool, cool, cool. shots. He had defensive plays. He was the and, guy because we know that Steph did not have Steph did not have the best like games in a couple of them so yeah. i think Igudala did deserve that mvp but um yeah just in turn again it, it's it's up to you guys what you guys take on, on on the legacies i don't think it's gonna really change anything yeah people will look at james harden's first ring if they do win as oh but he had the stacked team and that's the narrative he's gonna have to deal with obviously kd is gonna have to keep, continue to deal with this narrative that he can't win on his own but nobody these days wins on their own nobody so since 2012, yeah, since 2012, I, I won, but he didn't win the championship. Since since 2012, no superstar has won on their own with no no other superstar. So it's like there's always been somebody. So I don't I don't care anymore. Okay, about I'll, I'll, I'm gonna take a left turn period. here. Is Kyrie better than Irv than Iverson? No, no, absolutely not. No, I'm going yes. Bruh. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is a mix of Kobe and Iverson. Kyrie Irving couldn't I'm get taking him. what Jalen Rose said. I'm calling him Kyverson. And he's a mix between Kobe and Iverson. This guy's a killer. He's better than Iverson. At me, please. Kyrie didn't sniff playoffs <laughs> until LeBron came. Kyrie got a Kyrie chip. Irving has zero MVPs. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving drag. can't lead a team. He has he an all-star MVP. Allen Iverson took an old Dikembe Mutombo and Eric Snow to the finals. <laughs> oh, Kyrie dragged LeBron oh, to a championship. God. I'm not condoning this. I'm not no, condoning this. Dexter, Dexter your, your new name moving forward is Dexter Bayless. I'm no longer calling you Dexter. Dexter <laughs> I'm not, I'm no, not, I'm not, not condoning this. We're moving, we're moving on. Dexter, Dexter has a timer on his phone. It's like every five minutes. What was Iverson better at? What was Iverson better than? Scoring, leading, defense. Well, wasn't he better at No, not scoring. I don't know if he was yeah. better. Actually, no, scoring, yeah. You know what? Scoring. Of course he was better at scoring. He was better at scoring. Is he better at shooting? No. All, all Kyrie is he better can do is shoot. Shooting at the rim? No. All, all Kyrie can do is shoot. Who's a better defender? Kyrie better. Who's a better defender? Kyrie. Iverson didn't who? play. He played the Wait, passing lane. Iverson played the passing lane. was that? And got his steals that way. Don't tell me he's a one-on-one defender. Like, on guard, on ball defender. Don't he tell is. me that. Yes, he is 100%. He led the league in steals like how many times? Guess yeah, because he's playing the passing lane. Passing lanes is not defense. Like, what are you talking about? 
Stop this nonsense. <laughs> What's this guy talking about? We're, we're moving Dexter on. Dexter Bruce is back at it again. Straight up defender, Kyrie Irving's better. We're moving on. Fool. Fool. Um, <laughs> even Who Kyrie wouldn't even admit this. Uh, just coming, kind of going back into the uh, um, trade deadline, Lou Will contemplated retirement when he found out he was getting traded to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, can we can we talk about this? Like, is this like is that something that like has that ever happened before? Where a, a player is like, I would rather quit than was it was it against Atlanta or was it just like, damn, I, like he was that heartbroken that you know, the Clippers would do that too. I think, you know, he went to Atlanta and he's like, you know what? I just want to spend all my time in Magic City. So he's like, I might as well just quit and just get my <laughs> lemon pepper wings on. But uh, no, I, I understand it. You're at this tail end of your career. You're playing for championships and then you get moved to a team that's kind of like reconstructing and like figuring themselves out and like don't have an identity. And I think now we're in this area where like players do have full agency over their careers and what they want to do with them. So why not? Why not go like, you know what? I've done enough. I don't have to do this. I only I'm only here right now to, you know, add certain things to my resume. And if he wanted to quit, I'm like, all right, but I wouldn't do that. But whatever. If that, that that's him, do you, bro? So honestly, I mean, if I was Louis, I wouldn't want to quit because obviously being in the NBA, like like you know, I would I'd want to be in the NBA. But at the same time, like if I if I just come up with a team that uh, potentially could go to the championship and get is is a much better team than a 10th seed or 11th seed or try to go play for one of those buy buy-in or uh play-in teams. I would much rather play for the Clippers, to be honest with you. You know, for the four, five, six years, I made I made a good career out of being, you know, you know, coming up for the Clippers. Clippers have been my team. I want to stay in LA. Who know? And and also, who 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 knows what he wants to do in terms of like being like a possible movie star or something down the line? Maybe he wants to join LeBron James and Space Jam. I don't know. Well, I think Lou Will heard trade and he's like, damn. And then he heard to Atlanta and he's like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I think he thought about it for a second, but to be honest, like his legacy, we talk about legacies, his legacy is cemented, I think, already. He's known as a sixth man. Uh, I don't know if a championship would help him. Uh, I don't know if he's trying to make the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is, but would it help him? Maybe, but I think he is what he is and just get paid, man. And better place than, a, like, what's a better place than Atlanta for him? Uh, anywhere, <laughs> he could also get minutes on Atlanta. Like they have free range to do anything, right? He could just him. he could be Lou Will. I feel like in Clippers, he wasn't Lou Will. Like he was getting eight less shot attempts, I believe, from last year. He was getting eight less minutes or something. So he's not playing the Lou Will that we've seen. So I feel like in Atlanta, right beside Trey Young, man, they could just shoot the ball anytime they want. Yeah, but does he want to? Does he want to, you know, foster a whole bunch of young younglings and teach them the uh, the ropes of basketball, or does he want to compete for a championship? I think the reason why Rondo went over to the Clippers is because that's what he's doing in his career. It's kind of like chasing the end goal, like the regular. Like, I think it comes to a certain point in your career where it's like regular season doesn't matter. It's all about those playoff minutes and what you do in that. And like the goal is always to win a championship. And sorry, uh, Alan, I think. I think the Clippers wanted Rondo more than Rondo wanted the Clippers, to be honest. I think they needed that uh, that leadership and someone to show those people the ropes, right? And I feel like he took them over the edge on the Lakers. Someone could tell me otherwise, but I think he was that guy that took them over the edge besides AD. Uh, and he might be that guy this year for the Clippers. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just didn't see him doing that well over in Atlanta. It was kind of like a wasted kind of scenario. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, this guy signed there. Like, I when he first went there, I was just like, I don't understand what he's doing. Like, you're at that. I have a quick question for you guys. So, if Lou, if uh, Rajon Rondo went to the Clippers, is he, the, is he one of, is he a top five point guard at all time? For Clippers? Uh, I won't sign off on that. No, really. NBA, he he, he went with three different teams. Oh, if well, he if wins he won, on the Clippers. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like no. in Clippers history was he like the top five point guard? I'm like possibly because like I don't really know. But yeah, no, no, he's not no, top five no. point guard. Maybe he's, he, not, he's a great point guard, but he's not top five yeah. point guard. There's a lot of top good point 20, guards. 25 if he wins again. He could get up there. Yeah. Like, he's not better than Jason Kidd. So, no. Yeah. And you still, even with the ring, uh, I wouldn't put him over John Stockton yet. So, um, but um, no, just like with, with, um, with him going to the Clippers, like I was confused when he first signed with the, the Hawks. Like, I didn't understand it. It's like you go from winning a championship and then now you want to sign with a team that, yeah, they were promising at the offseason, but. They weren't gonna be, you know, in the East final. Like they weren't headed there. Like we knew that they were gonna be a playoff team, but now they're not even in the playoffs potentially. So yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird signing to begin with. But the whole Lou Will thing and just uh going with the retirement thing, yeah, I think it had a lot to do with just going from a possible Western conference uh finals team to to again outside of the playoffs definitely affected him. But then you get Magic City, you get the 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 lifestyle in Atlanta, and I think yeah, like just like what Dexter said, he's like, okay, I'm I'm probably okay. If I have to end my career here, it's not bad. I don't think he's going to end his career there. I think he probably will end up signing somewhere else once his contract is done. Uh, but um, uh, Lou Will is the he's the sixth man. There's three guys that I always like look at as as six men: Manu Ginobili, uh, G- uh, Jason Terry, and and Lou Will, and then. Mm-hmm. Aren't you I thought you were gonna say Jamal Crawford. Yeah, yeah. and Jamal Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Like those uh, those guys are like the the the, the six men to me. Like those four guys, like they I, pretty much do everything that the think, team is required asking them to do. Yeah, I think I think if we're talking about six men, the conversation is those that that that, that holy trinity there with uh, uh, Manu, Jamal Crawford, and Lou Williams. I feel like they have just very three dis, like distinct different styles of kind of. Uh, how to implement themselves into a game, especially after tip-off and kind of reading what the game's going and just, you know, staying true to themselves and playing it. I don't know how Jason Terry got thrown in there. I think uh, as a little Mavericks history lesson for all of us there, but uh, <laughs> those other guys definitely, I feel like. You you uh, do you guys do realize he, J- Jason Terry did win Sixth Man of the Year, right? Yeah. And, and the fact yeah. that it, it still doesn't <laughs> feel right. Jason Terry won six man of the year. He's, he's I don't a think part of that trip. Everyone who won a six man of the year should automatically be thrown in as the uh, I would I would put him there. That Mavericks Dirk that, that was literally Dirk's sidekick. Like it was the right hand man and he came off the bench. Like that was the guy. So um, but but anyway, um can we can we before we uh break into the second half here, um our guest Steven, uh just to close this out. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Are the Nets uh, legacy? Is the Let's legacy tarnished? Is 
Lou Will contemplating retirement. Uh, did you think that was a real thing? Uh, and give us your favorite teams to watch after the post uh, post uh, trade deadline at Below the Hardwood on Instagram at BTH on NBA and WeArePress.net for all of our episodes. You are tuned in to the greatest. This is Below the Hardwood. Yo, what you just heard <laughs> was Epic night. a night out back oh. in what, what what was the date of that that was like, like 2013 or something 2013 Damn. um our guest Stephen corn was giving us ago. probably one of the the greatest inspirational motivational influential speeches pre pre night out and and yeah he he i think he did a better job than kevin garnett <laughs> Here, I, I think he did a better job than kevin hi garnett. kamara Steven, I need we need we need another pep talk. You need to like like we're we're finishing off this podcast. Give us the energy and the strength with a, a pump up podcast uh speech right now, please. Floor is yours. I'm a little I'm, listen, I'm I'm sober right now. So uh it, <laughs> it might not be the easiest thing for me to do at the moment. Um but uh what I will try to say is uh you know what come back come back to me later come back to me later I'll definitely <laughs> a lot better we'll, we'll come back to you later but the point is if you guys need ever need inspiration if you guys ever need motivation you can hit up Steven at SK Fitness on Instagram right SK Fitness and his number is six four seven seven three no we're not we're not gonna make you like that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um sk fitness is one, just, is one of my, one of our accounts one of your accounts and we'll, we'll look into your accounts later uh coming back second half you're tuned into the greatest this is below the hardwood uh corn dogs back um can we talk about zion williamson um i don't think we have given him his shine this season yet uh this man is putting up historic efficient numbers uh for the pelicans yeah the pelicans might not you know Potentially, they might potentially miss the playoffs, but is he not the modern day Shaq right now? I think um, after they beat up the Mavericks last night, Sans Luca, Sans KMP, but Rick Carlisle came out and said, yeah, this guy is like the closest thing to Shaq. Um, and yeah, you look at him play in the paint, you look at him just take the ball with dominance, get whatever he wants. Is is this not like the, the closest thing to Shaq? Uh, Steven, start this one. They say well, he's a, he's he's six 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 seven. He's not as tall as Shaq, but he's he's freakishly athletic. And honestly, his body type is is um, you can't guard him. I, I would not want to stand in the way of him. It was somebody who was like f- a, a little white boy who was like five six or five seven, <laughs> trying to get hyped up and and try to. You know, he he was he was yelling yelling in his face and everything. And Zion Williamson looked at him and said. Who is this guy? He came down and dunked on him like three times in a row or something. And the guy, the kid never, I don't think he played the rest of the game. But, um, you know, just just be able to be able to do in terms of just, you know, dominating the block, dominating the, the alley-oops. It's kind of it's kind of weird to see how he, or or interesting, if he ever does get a three-point shot or, or gets a, 
more move, but he's he's definitely, in my opinion, the closest thing to Shaq that we've seen in a long time. Uh, Dex, Zion Williamson. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. He's doing pretty good. So uh, I don't <laughs> think he's as like he's dominant like Shaq. I don't think he's as dominant as Shaq. Um, he is more like a Charles Barkley, I think, uh, but a better playmaker. I think same size, same rebounding. Uh, he could create for other for his team. I think he was overshadowed by Ingram. I think people, but I think Zion's coming into his own. And honestly, trade Brandon Ingram. Let's do it. Let's get that out there. He's not the one to fit with him. I. I I don't know what I see with Zion. I think he needs the ball to be productive. Uh, he's there was a game like a couple of days ago. He was eighty percent. He shot eighty percent. Like that's disgusting, and that's that is dominant. Uh, but I don't think Ingram's the right fit for him. I think he needs something else. I love that they kept Lonzo. Um, talk about trade deadline. I, I like that connection, but. He's missing something. I don't know what it is. I like. I I hate just adding a three pointer. Oh, this person needs a three pointer. Like Ben Simmons needs a three pointer. They really don't. Just get like a. If you're that kind of player, just be better at the free throw line. That's what I say. Uh, but I don't know who would compliment. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know who would compliment Zion though. Uh, Dexter made some great points. Uh, one, I, I yeah, it's kind of like a Charles Barkley. Uh, Shaq hybrid and also Brandon Ingram's waste as a wasteman. So I agree to both those points that Dexter <laughs> made. Uh, very smart points. Uh, yeah, no, I think um, the the dominance that comes from Zion Williamson from such a young age and like his size and his mobility and also his handles, his ability to use both hands. He's ambidextrous, so the guy can shoot and finish softly and smoothly with either hand. Either hand jumps off either foot, but it's also a two foot jumper. Like. He is so scary good, and it's crazy that he's, like, only 6'6". Like, he plays way bigger than his height is, which is crazy because if he was, like, a 7-foot guy and he had all this, that would be not fun. That would not be fun for anybody. I think it would be, like, when you make, like, a my player in uh, 2K and you just, like, put all the stats and put all the weight and put all the height and put all the – like, it, it's, it's, it's comical. It's comical. But yeah, he has this ability to like to do playmaking, which I don't think people talk about enough. Dexter did talk about it, but like he ha he has a very good viewing of the court, and I think he's he's used to it. He's used to it because when he just to, to even Steven's point, like when he was playing high school, like all eyes were on him, so he had he knew how he had to finish quickly or he had to dish it off to somebody else. So he has that kind of ability to kind of like see what's going on when defenses break down and three players uh, going to key to try to stop him. Uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine like playing against a guy like Zion Williams in, in high school. Cause like, I remember back in like, my high school days, if there were certain players that I was afraid of, I was like, Oh no, we're playing, we're going up against, you know, uh, Markville or something like that. And like, there's certain players on the team. You're like, Oh man, I gotta watch out for that. If I had to watch out for Zion, goddamn Williamson, at six foot six with his body of like tree trunk arms, like oh my god, are you kidding me? He's bullying grown men. How could I pocket my preteen body, let alone my my grown man body now, possibly stop someone like that? Like I'm just like just go, on. just go, on. just make it a two, just don't hit a three. Like we'll try to get back on the other end, but like it's crazy. So I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, I think what's going on with the. Um, 
Stan Van Gundy in the Pelicans is interesting. I feel like this year is kind of like, you know, they're figuring each other out, figuring what they got to do. And I, I, I'm hopeful for the next season of, of the, the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans sequel, because I feel like they're they're making strides. They're making strides to become that type of team that possibly could be like a Grizzlies, you know, that eighth seed kind of gritty, young kind of squad that can, you know, can take some games, but also finishing the season off with like at least a, a, a positive kind of uh win-loss ratio. So I'm excited to see what they got going on this year. It's probably not the year, but uh, Zion Williamson, my goodness, dominance. Dominance and Carter. I think the reason why he's getting overlooked is because they're losing. I think if they were on a winning team, he'd be in the MVP conversation. So I think being on a losing team, it just really affects that narrative for him. He, um, The correct uh, terminology used by Rick Carlisle was force of nature type like Shaq. So, yeah, basically he has that same dominance factor. Um, And if you look at it, his field goal percentage is 628. So that's 62% uh, from the field. When you compare it to – and he's fifth. He's fifth in the league. But look at the other four people ahead of him. Their usage rates aren't even anywhere near his. Jared Allen, Montrezl Harrell, Rashawn Holmes, and Rudy Gobert. And we know those guys do not – control the offenses like he does zion's getting the ball i think to close out that dallas game last night zion had i think he i think there was a stat that he literally scored or assisted on every possession in the fourth quarter which is absolutely ridiculous for this dude so zion is definitely probably the most dominant player in the nba today is that a stretch no it's not a stretch at all it's quite accurate so who do you think I, I want to ask you guys who do you think would compliment him like what what can take him over the edge is it just him himself or is it a coach is it RJ Barrett. yeah maybe you know that Duke connection <laughs> can we say point guard like I, I like Alonzo's great but Lonzo is a shooting guy now like he he shoots the ball so it's like is that the typical point guard you want for uh, a Zion or but does he need a shooter? Does he need someone to set him up? Does he need like I don't even think he needs a race set him Rondo up. I think I, is- I think I think I think Chris Paul for him would, would be great. Chris Paul would be able to Chris definitely Paul. be able to you know throw him the lobs, get get him get him working a little harder, be able to teach him different things. We like we 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 see what Chris Paul has done with OKC. We see what Chris Paul did with or doing right now with Phoenix. You know, I just think that that he's a winning he's a winning point guard. Um, I think that he'd be able to kind of teach him how to how to you know be a uh, a better and more dominant pro. Uh, we kind of saw a lot with Rajon Rondo, with DeMarcus Cousins, and, and Anthony Davis on, on the Pelicans. And I kind of think that, you know, Chris Paul jumping in there right now and helping out in somebody like Zion would be perfect for him. Mm. I say another, another bruiser, like uh, Stephen Adams uh, type bruiser, but who can score so they can like get a bash brother. They have Stephen Adams. <laughs> but I'm saying like a scoring <laughs> Stephen Adams, like another bruiser that can actually like Take take some some of those plays off. I'm like, okay, now it's my turn to like smash some people, and then like you just sit off on the side. And if I get double team, I just throw you the lob. So it's just like this this two prong approach of just like bang 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 alley you, bang 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 alley you. Yeah, I just don't know who who can compliment him. He just has such a unique game and just such a unique body type. It's just I don't know. Like he doesn't does he need shooters? Like he has shooters. Just I think give it time. Work I think out, right? Pelicans experiment is too early to kind of call. I feel like it's just one year. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure each other out. Shooters would be nice because then you know that opens up another dimension of the game, which I don't think has been completely tapped into yet. Um, his ability to pass out uh, when he's driving. So, well, we'll I th- obviously we're going to see more of that. But uh, talk about dominance. 
Uh, Alan Iverson reposted what uh, Shaq had actually posted a, a bit some time ago of an all-time starting five. And this was probably the most star-studded, most dominant starting five anybody could come up with. It was Allen Iverson at point, Kobe at shoot, Jordan three, Braun at four, and Shaq at the five. Can any team, can, any, can you come up with a starting five that could beat what Shaq and Iverson have pretty much opposed as the greatest starting lineup of all time? No. So, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like this This was probably made in like 2010. Like that would be the best, I think. Um, but there's so many, there's so many different players. Like it, if it were this against the field, I'd probably take the field, to be honest. Really? Even though Kobe, my guy, is on there, uh, I would probably take the field. So I'd probably, I said Kyrie's better than Iverson already. Um, who could guard Kobe? Someone could guard Kobe. I'm who's, putting who's Kevin guarding, Durant. Yeah, who's guarding, I'm who's picking, guarding Kobe? I'm, I'm picking Kareem. Like I want to, I want an answer. Who's guarding Kobe? No, uh, someone <laughs> a girl from Denver. Uh, <laughs> they'll probably go off though. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I would definitely take the wow. field. <laughs> Alan, Alan, honest, honest. or Steven. Oh yeah, again, this one. No, no, I'm interested, I'm interested in hearing Alan. To be honest, with you. I'm oh, very no interested one. in hearing Alan because we all know once no LeBron's once LeBron's list, I would love to hear Alan's Alan's five. Don't, I don't think anyone can beat this team. I think this team, pound for pound, is probably going to beat everybody. I just, but I just don't see the position. If you could stretch out Shaq, like that takes away a lot. But and you then, can't pause. Like Kevin Durant, there's taller shooters. There's people that can shoot over. I feel like Kevin Durant on the other team just lights it up for some reason. Yeah, little bitch boy. I mean, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say any of that. Steven? Yes, I, I honestly I do th I do think that that there is a five that could beat that team. Um, and to be real, I kind of agree with my point was going to be with what Dexter said. Threes are worth more than twos. And yeah, Shaq's going to get his forty or thirty, or you know, get against a smaller lineup. But if you have Steph Curry. You have KD, you have James Harden, who might arguably be, arguably be the best scorer that we've ever seen play the game and play the game. So Over we have we have those three guys right there. He's definitely better scorer than Jordan and Kobe. Scorer than Kobe and Jordan. I mean, yeah, than Kobe and Jordan. He's better, better scorer. What like like listen, I'm I'm a Kobe guy. I'm also I'm I think also, you're freezing. I'm also a Jordan guy. I'm also a Jordan guy. I, <laughs> I, I personally, in my opinion, I think I think that that Jordan is the best player to ever play the game. I think that Kobe is the second best player to ever play the game, and who else for whoever after that? But um, but it, honestly though, like like what can't James Harden do? Like the way he's re reinvented, like like all the step backs and everything. Jordan and Kobe didn't really do all that stuff. They had a lot of great footwork, in my opinion. Jordan is the best footwork, and then Kobe or or vice versa in terms of footwork. But in terms of actually just scoring the ball in any way possible, what can't Kevin uh, uh, James Harden do? He can post you up. He can get to the rim. Win a playoff his, round. His ball handling is, is – He can't score 81. Okay, but I'm talking about scoring. Can't score in the Western Conference Finals. Can't do that. Can't even – Can't get any points like, in that. Can't do a one-legged fadeaway. It's weird. It's weird how the best scorer in the league – or of all time, can't go past a certain <laughs> round. It's so strange, right? <laughs> He's been to the finals. 
You can. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad, my bad. He did go to the finals, <laughs> carried by Kevin Durant. He been to the finals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I was gonna contradict myself. <laughs> so the, the, okay, the point I'm the point the, the point I'm trying to say though is 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 yes, I think that if you have Curry, KD, uh, James Harden, possibly even a, a Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan, and maybe even a uh, I don't know who my who my fourth guy would be, but if you have a smaller lineup, threes are worth more than twos. And in my opinion, if you have a bunch of guys that are hitting threes, that's twos. Shaq can score 40, but if Steph Curry hits four, four threes, that's 12 points right there. Or that's 12 points. You got another, another, you know, that you, you're able to get more threes than twos. That's the point I'm trying to make. Sorry, I lost, I lost okay. my train all of thought. Right. All right. All right. No, no, no. We get it. It's, it's a different no. game. It's a different street, league. Street ball rules. Uh, you yeah. score, you get the ball back. No threes. Let's go. <laughs> now we're just changing up the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let, let us know if you have well, a team that could case. possibly beat that. If that's five. the case, then this, then this, this starting five. There it is. Let let us know if you have a team that could possibly beat that starting five. Um, yeah, write that team on. down, put it on toilet paper, and then flush it in the toilet because it's, it's not real. <laughs> at below the hardwood, at BTH on NBA, and we are press.net. Um, Raptors, uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier. Kyle Lowry, still a Raptor. Norman Powell out of the way. Where does where do they go from here? Is is Lowry resigning with us next year? I don't know, man. This is can we? It's too soon, man. We just went through a lot. This is a lot for Raptors fans. <laughs> do we have to talk about the future? Can we talk about the present? We got. We, we, we got can a move coming on. Out. We we got, we got, there, there's there's a good thing that happened to the Raptors this past week. There's I do like thing. Gary Trent. I do like Gary Trent and uh, Rodney Hood. Bubble Gary Trent was amazing. I like yeah. Gary Trent Jr. I, I, I like the dynamic he brings, another wing. Um, I don't know what Lowry's future is. I said on the last podcast that they'll probably retire his jersey. Um, they'll be the he'll be the first player uh to get his jersey retired. But I don't know. I just until they trade Pascal or uh come back to Toronto, I'm not really invested in the Raptors right now. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, there is a good thing. What the Raptors need to do is wait. No, they, they they need to wave Aaron Baines' bitch ass. If you guys want to talk about being someone that, <laughs> wave Aaron Baines. That guy is shit. Wave and on him. our next podcast, uh, we're actually town. having Aaron Baines. And... I, here's the thing. I, I shit on Aaron Baines <laughs> so much on this podcast. Only Rightfully so. He's Rightfully not good so. at basketball, and he does things <laughs> a little aggressive. That's yeah, the only reason why. Days. Beyond that, great person, I guess. Don't, I don't you know. want a bruiser for Zion? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Zion, go, go, get, go get Aaron Baines, guy. Yeah, Give us the Yeah, go there. I don't know. I just, I don't know. No, just, but, I just have no. I think there was this but, crazy uh, stat uh, that like showed our plus minus of Aaron Baines on the court when he's off the court, and it's like staggering, it's staggering. Like I don't want to say all our problems are Aaron Baines, but it's it's real easy to kind of go. You know what? He is all our problems. <laughs> it's fun too. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not. I've never said I wasn't well, you know, an unbiased fan. That's just who I am. And and just want to touch on that real quick. One one thing real quick. I want to say you know I'm very I'm very excited about the Gary Trent you know, the Gary Trent Jr. I'm very excited about Ronnie Hood. I'm more so excited about Gary Trent though. If you think about the team, the dynamic that we have right now, Gary Trent actually fits in with the team that we have, the team dynamic that we have. For a long term, you have Fred, you have OG, you have Pascal, you have you know Gary Trent. That right there is a pretty strong core of of guys that can play defense, get up and down, and they're young. 
You know what I mean? So based on what, what Nick Nurse has been doing with the Raptors and based on the way that Nick Nurse has been able to coach the team, you know, you could even throw DeAndre Bembry in there too. I know he's not a superstar in that, but he's a great player. We have no, we like him. We are able to re-sign Rod, a veteran. You know, that those those little things, I personally think that that seven guys right there could be a great core moving forward. And I think the Raptors will be fine. Yeah, I don't I, think we should sign Kyle out. We should let Kyle I think maybe, go. I and I don't know about that, but I, I do agree. Like, I think we got a lot of good, like, young picks, too, as well, for the next couple of years. So we can, you know, do it again in Porker Magic. I think we do very well in the draft these last couple of years. Um, one thing I really wish we did was, like, at least flip um, uh, Matt Thomas or a um, Terrence Davis for a center. Like, just something. There's there's a couple people on the board, and I thought maybe we, we would have done something with that. But you know what? Cast considerations and a future second-round pick, I'll take it. Yeah, we did kind of leave the center thing unaddressed again, which is still bizarre that they didn't try. But um, a, a good thing that did happen uh, for the Raptors uh, this week was the first all-female broadcast in NBA history happened uh, from the announcers to the sideline um, uh, reporters to back in the studio at TSN. Um, yeah, Kia Nurse, Amy Aldibert, uh, Megan on the bear, uh, Megan McPeak, Kate Burness, and Kayla Gray. They held it down. It was a great uh, show to watch. And yeah, like, what, what did you guys think about the uh, first? It was NBA history, never been done. Yeah, it, it was great. I think all those people on that list are like crazy knowledgeable, and it felt a very like vibrant kind of thing. And I really, I really do hope that they do this again, not even next season, like, do it again this season. I think that was one of the shining. Uh, highlights of this season and uh I, I can't wait for more because it was it was mad exciting and yeah just seeing all those people and like you know some familiar faces you're just like yeah excited for y'all like keep rocking it so I hopefully have another one of those dope, dope. Dex, what was your take on the uh, first all-female broadcast team it was actually really good shout out to all the women um I've been actually watching women's double uh NCAA and like yo UConn's the truth Shout out to Paige Buckets. Let's go. I'm getting that jersey. Paige Buckets. I do not care. Uh, but I, I want to dive into something a little different. Like, when when do you think we'll get rid of these firsts? Like, I feel like there's so many firsts. Like, oh, first all women. First all black broadcast. First, like, I, I feel like there's so many firsts that we have to hit. And it just... It's sad not, that not it just basketball, but I'm saying like in general in the world. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be woke right now, but like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, when think, are all these firsts gonna go away? Right. I, I think, think that needed to be acknowledged. Yeah, I think at a certain point, if you go like, there's too many firsts going on. It's like, yeah, because shit sucked before. Like that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, like we need to get all this stuff. Like we, it's gonna, it's gonna be a while of a lot of this stuff. And there's a lot of firsts that we don't even personally realize ourselves because like we're just so conditioned to kind of accept things a certain specific way so yeah I, I i agree like it's it's gonna be a lot of this for a while because yeah we're starting to realize that like a lot of time we're not highlighting the people that need to be highlighted we're not uplifting the people that need to be uplifted and we're kind of looking at a very singular kind of way of, of looking at things and yeah I'm, I'm down to get more of these and steven do you watch broadcast what do you think uh, for I think it was great, you know. I think I think the, those those five beautiful females did a did a phenomenal job, um, you know. I, but one thing I definitely want to say first is uh, get Rod Black out of let Kayla Gray or or or, or Kate been there and, and take over 
take over him. That guy, that guy's long overdue. His time is, is done over there. We we need one of those two people to step in and take take him take him out. Um, I think that the, that the, those those five females were were phenomenal, and obviously they they rubbed off on the Raptors the right way. I mean, we slapped up one of the best teams in the West uh, by twenty five points. So I mean, maybe maybe that's our good luck charm. Maybe we we get out Leo rounds. We maybe or yeah, we get out Leo. We get we keep Sam Mitchell. We get out Rod Black. You know, we no, keep Jack Armstrong. We keep Matt Devlin. I, I like Sam Mitchell, but you know that's that's just me, me being a little biased. Um, but at the same time, no, I, I really do think that, that this needs to happen more often. You know, obviously, as everybody knows, Amy a, Amy uh, is is the the color commentator for the Raptors nine hundred five team, and she does a phenomenal job with, with with that over there. She does she you know she's on point with with her facts. She knows everything. She understands you know basketball very well, and I think that those five collectively here, Nurse deserves more recognition for not just being a, an, an athlete or whatever, but needs to be recognized for the facts she has and, 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 you know, everything that's given back to basketball. So I think the five, the five females were, was phenomenal. I think it was great. Um, I wish we have more. I wish we were able to have more. And I hope that this is some, a trend that could start around the league. But I also kind of want to go back to one more thing as well, regarding regarding to, to the Raptors as well. And this kind of shows on how, how phenomenal, you know, the Raptors is an organization, you know, they were, they, Black Lives Matters all throughout with everything with them. Then they start up, you know, they have the female announced team. I just think that the the Raptors is a huge shout out, and people should really just look after them as well, like not or or take from them as well. Like I think that they they're a stand up um a stand up uh, organization, and without them, I, you know, or or with them, I think a lot of other teams should step in and try to, you know, call them in in certain ways. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The Raptors are usually and and for quite a while have been, I think, at the forefront of change and and trying to uh, encourage different and new things. So no, a hundred percent, they do. Um, no, the uh, that that team was great, did a great job, and yeah, they're definitely the luck charm because yeah, what, what was it a nine game losing streak that they snapped that game? So shout out to them. Sorry to interrupt, right? But I I like that they didn't do it just to do it. Like these women know their stuff, so I'm happy that they like got people that knew their stuff instead of just picking up any women, right? Yeah. So yeah, Kia, well, that, Kia. That, that goes with everything. I think when it comes down to being professionals, you always get professionals, and I think yeah, yeah I don't think that was ever in question with like um, of who they were gonna pick. I feel like everyone there, their resumes were like on the table. Some of them yeah. actually more than some of the people that are currently doing stuff. So exactly. yeah. And and pretty much like all of them played at one point in their lives like professional hoops, so it's like they know and they yeah. can. So yep. shout out to them. Um, you guys know Wait, what time on. it is. Did, 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 did Kayla play? Did, did Kayla play? Sorry, did Kayla play? I know, I know, Amy did. I know Kia does. I know uh, Kate did, and so did um, what's her name? Kayla, uh, Megan, sure, but did did, did the others did? Okay. Kate, yeah, Kayla, I'm not too sure about, but the others did. Um, but um, you guys know what time it is? It's time for cap or no cap. Who's cap? Who cap? Who's cap? Yeah, yeah, that's in post. All right, cap, no cap. Uh, Corn dog is back. Uh, cap or no cap? First statement. Let's get this going. Uh, oh, before before I actually jump into it, um, if you guys aren't familiar with cap or no cap, I'm gonna say one statement. All I need you guys to do is say cap. If you 
disagree and no cap if yeah that's 100 percent correct so it's basically a kind of a nice version of true or false so let's get right into it cap or no cap draymond green says he's the best defender of all time cap or no cap no he's not come on now he's great but not the best shit oh just just that i thought you were gonna be more heated about that because i know draymond's your rival so i here's the thing draymond is good he's good at basketball he's good at defense he does the things that people or that it doesn't necessarily show up on a statue he is the glue guy he is great i will diss him for the things that he's actually good at i think sometimes he shouldn't kick people in the nuts that's that's just kind of my thing with him but no he's not um he's not just Stephen adams <laughs> yeah dex uh i'm gonna say cap okay I, I i don't want to put a name but Kawhi, i think is one of the greatest like if you can't say you're the best right now uh like Kawhi is right beside you or if you're saying you're the best right now and Kawhi's is right beside you like I feel like Kawhi's the best, and yeah. I don't know. I, I I can't say Dennis Rodman. Like I can't say these guys. That, I don't know how they play right now, but as of right now, I think it's Kawhi. All right, Steven. Hundred percent cap. Hundred percent cap. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna go into much detail about it, but but like we, but like Dexter, you have Kawhi Leonard, you know Dennis Rodman, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I mean, those those five guys before, are way before Draymond Green. You can even kind of talk about uh, not necessarily on-ball defense, but even just some stats alone. Steph Curry was leading the league at one point in steals, and Fred VanVleet as well. So Kyle Lowry is a better defender, in my opinion, than Draymond Green. So you know, there, there's there's other guys that are that are before Draymond Green, in my opinion. And so that's a hunt cap. All right, all right. I'm gonna say cap. Okay. I, I do like Draymond's defense. I think he's a great defender, but. Uh, Tony Allen, I think, called him out. Uh, there's Gary Payton. There's Michael Jordan. There's Kobe but Bryant. But the thing is, with Draymond, like, he has a point in he could go, guard all five positions. I feel like with those other guys you were mentioning, so uh, like Gary Payton, uh, Tony Allen, like, those guys I don't think can guard. Like, they weren't guarding Shaq. Mind you, Draymond wasn't guarding Shaq, but he was guarding <laughs> big men. Right? I, would, I would put Kevin Garnett as a better defender than on green if we're talking about one to five you could put ben wallace like there's a lot of people you could put over on right yeah all right all right all right i think that's a unanimous cap uh james harden i am the mvp and just that's for no context cap. no cap oh okay. i called right. this a year ago <laughs> they would be the best team they're gonna dominate and without Embiid. Without, honestly, like Lillard's falling off. I thought he was going to make a run for it. But uh, I think CJ McCollum coming back is, and uh, Norman Powell going to take some uh, touches from him. I think Lillard fell out of that. Jokic is up there, but I'm sticking with James Harden, the guy I knew was going to come to the Nets last year. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, I got to say, no cap because, yeah because everyone has kind of fallen off on the field, but also he's not going to get it just because of where he is and what team he's on and who he's playing for. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm in this weird limbo purgatory area between cap or no cap on this. Area. Okay. No cap. All right, Steve. A wig. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I give him an app? Because I, 
100 percent sure either because you know i i don't want to say cap or no cap i don't, I don't really know I, I, i'm 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 with alan on this one i think i'm i'm very weird about it because it's the first time that alan and i are ever going to actually agree on basketball no so, okay um you know i, I just i <laughs> i thought we both but, agreed um, that i'm better than but, uh, but no like i Bruh, bruh, bruh. Like I said, this is the first time that I've ever been on basketball. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just think that that you know he's he's in a good position right now to be able to win it. Uh, but at the same time, is he the best? Is he MVP caliber? No. Um, I, I, there's a lot of other guys. Well, not a lot, but like there's a couple of the guys I can think of right now that are that are there. Um, but I would like to see him win it though, and not have to co co, co- be, be a co MVP with Russell Westbrook or somebody like that. I'd like to see him get his own. So oh yeah, that'd be nice. But I, I don't know. You said the name. This isn't know. like 2016 or 2017. Like, what do you mean, Russell Westbrook? Westbrook is killing it, by the way. Uh, what, I'm a little worried what, about the what, Wizards. What I said was, I said, I said, <laughs> no, said was, I don't want him to co-host or be a co MVP with Russell Westbrook. I don't want that to happen. I want him to be able to get his own. So I just want, I, I want, I would like to see it, but I agree with Alan. I don't think it will happen. Okay, all right. Um, I'll join off and say cap. Um, for some okay. reason, I feel like Nikola Jokic with LeBron and Embiid are out are gonna is gonna get it. They gotta I think win Jokic, games, bro. They gotta win. Yeah, games. if Denver if Denver wins games and they climb the chart, yeah, I feel like Jokic is Jokic's numbers right now are ridiculous. And considering yeah. the position he plays, yeah, like I think Jokic is. I keep changing but, it, but things happen. Yeah. Jokic has people around him, right? Harden. You can't say he he has Kyrie. Excuse sometime. me. <laughs> Who else does he have? Who else does he have? Hold on, hold on. Who has he played with? Who has he played with, guys? Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Who has no, he played Kevin with? Durant hasn't played that much. Okay, so I you're think saying he played one game with Kevin Durant. Okay. Kyrie Irving. How many games has he taken off? No, he's, he's taking off for his first Kyrie's birthday. Been there. Kyrie's been there. Kyrie's been there. And now you have Wink. No. Yeah. And now you have Joe Harris. Now you have Daniel. Okay, uh, you have Michael Porter Jr. and you have Jamal Murray. Now you have Aaron Gordon. Now you have uh who else did they got? They fall off right there. Uh JaVale McGee. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Would you rather have Michael Porter Jr. or Joe Harris? Yeah, yeah, okay. What type of team? There we go. There From we go. Building a future. Now we're now building we're Joe Harris. Building a now future MTJ. If I'm trying to win a championship this cooking. year, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. <laughs> now we're cooking. But hold on, but hold on. But Joe but Joe Harris is like is like is like the ninth relevant player on that team. Yeah. Joe Harris is like is like but where Michael Porter Jr. is like <laughs> the third relevant player on that team. So a little bit of a difference. If Michael Porter Jr. was on was on was on uh, Brooklyn right now. He'd be the in the exact Joe Harris is in it right now. He'd so. be like the eleventh. Come on, Dexter. No, he would he would be like third option. No. Yeah. Yeah, without yeah. Kyrie. <laughs> oh no. Okay, who's yeah. who's the third option right now? Without Kevin Durant and Kyrie. <laughs> who's the third option? You guys can't Aldridge? say anything. You guys don't watch the Nets. Blake You're gonna say Blake Griffin? Oh, Blake Griffin is third option? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know this team. Moving Y'all know this room. team like I do. Moving on. Moving you ain't on. in there with Steve Nash. He wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Moving on. <laughs> Phil Jackson on Carmelo Anthony. I don't think he really knew how to be a leader. Um, on Carmelo Anthony, I think he 
wanted to be a leader, but he didn't really know how to be a leader as a player. Cap or no cap? No cap. That's fine. No cap. Oh, you're you're signing off on Phil? Trash? No, he wasn't trash. Trashing Carmelo is a great player. It's just certain players are leaders. Some players are good at what they do. You do being both is hard. I think a lot yeah. of times we expect a player to be both. And then like, no, sometimes like Rajon Rondo is a great leader, but you see the best player? No. So sure. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a DNA thing that he just doesn't have. And that's okay. It's definitely Steve. no cap. Oh, sorry. No cap. No, no, go, go, I'm just go, go, saying go. no cap just because it's hard to be that best player and the best leader. Uh, there's only a select few and uh, Carmelo wasn't one of them. We saw that in Denver. We saw it in OKC. We saw it pretty much everywhere he went. He's not a leader. So he could be the best player. He's just not a leader. Who's a leader in Brooklyn? Everyone. It's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's the leader. Steve? He's the champion. Steve Nash, he's the leader. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I say no cap as well. Um, no you cap. Know, you kind of you kind of you kind of see what, what what Kawhi Leonard did with the Raptors when he came here, um, and how he was able to lead and, and just be that guy to kind of you know, you know explicitly tell other guys this is what we're gonna do. Nah, Kyle, Kyle Lowry was, was the second most important think, player on that team. But if you look, if you, I think look Kawhi, if you look at the team though, Kawhi Leonard, and he knew he knew that championship pedigree. So he brought that in, and that's the one thing that Carmelo Anthony never had. He never had an opportunity to play for a championship. So it's kind of hard to lead when you've never been there before, um, and you don't really know how to lead properly to get to that promised land. But when you've already been there before, I think that it's a lot easier to be able to lead a team and be able to lead guys around you and get your troops to come behind you. I don't know if Kawhi led. I think he set the tone with Danny Green. He was I think player. they set the tone of what they wanted to do. And I think Kyle Lowry led them. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Cap or no cap. Jared Allen is apparently in hopes to reach a $100 million deal with the Cavs. Is this, is he worth $100 million, cap or no cap? No cap all right remember what's uh Jalen no Rose says in life you don't get what you deserve you get what you have the leverage to negotiate and the fact that somebody somewhere will give him a hundred million dollars means he is worth it simple as that I'll say no cap they love throwing away money look what happened with uh Kevin, Kevin Love uh I, I, they just throw money anywhere so I say no cap Steven Unfortunately, no cap. No but, cap. Uh, I, I, I would, I would like to say cap. To be honest with you, because I do agree with the fact that we're talking about Cleveland. You know, and Cleveland got to build their nucleus of, of young core and young, young players. Um, when you look at when you look at Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, and uh, Garland, that, those three guys are very, you know, it's promising moving forward. Um, so when 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 you see that, it's like okay, well we can we can possibly give you a hundred million dollars. I mean, if two hundred and ten or two hundred and five million. Why can't Jerry only get a hundred million dollars? So uh, I'm going to say no cap, but at the same time, do I think he fully deserves it? Eh, I'm not there yet. I'm not sold on him yet for a hundred million dollars. All right, all right. Um, I'll say, I'll say. This one's a weird one because it's a lot of money, but when you think about what he's going to do for them, is he going to be playing up to that? Yeah, I think he will. So I'm going to say no cap. No um, cap. I think he's going to be the best player for that team with Colin Sexton. So uh, we've seen what he did for the Nets. We've seen what the Nets became after he left. They severely lacked his rebounding and defense and energy. DeAndre is not the same guy. He can't do that anymore. 
And I, I, from one moment before the Cavs sat down drumming, the Cavs were nearly fighting for a playoff spot. So I think a lot of that had to do with, with Jared Allen. So I will say the Cavs, have, the Cavs have a big man problem. Like they, Kevin Love, <laughs> way overpaid. And then they just bought out Drummond, which was what, 30 mil? That's 60 mil in pretty much two players. Like 100 mil to Jared Allen, they don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. And last one, the Nuggets won trade deadline day. Cap or no cap? Cap. 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 All right, all right. Dex? Cap. The Nets won. Okay. The Nets are winning everything. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> I mean, De- De- Dexter did. Dexter did really contradict himself a lot today. But anyways, yes, uh, uh, no cap, no cap, no, no, cap. no cap. I no think, cap. I think, Den- I think Denver definitely won the trade deadline. I'll go no cap as well. Aaron Gordon, Javale McGee, no cap. Didn't lose much. Didn't lose. They lost one guy in Gary Harris. That's that's okay. Can we, can we right. talk about how the Boston Celtics lost? I feel like oh, we, we didn't get to losers. But Boston yeah. Celtics, and I feel like the Suns. What, what do the Suns do? Nothing. That's why. Oh, okay. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't think they need it too much. I think they're, 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 they're dude, to get over that home. They yeah, could be a first bro. round exit. You know, but they can like, use they can use someone like Lou Will. Just saying. Are you trusting DeAndre Ayton in the in the playoffs? Are you trusting? Uh, I think this might be Cam the Johnson. Are you trusting these guys? I, yeah, I, think I, think, I think with a player like Chris Paul kind of putting fires under players, I think we can trust these guys. I think DeAndre Ayton's ready to take that next level. And my boy Devin Booker, he going to take Trash. over. Trash. He up? hasn't even tasted playoffs. The only player – okay, the only veteran player they have is Jay Crowder, Chris Paul. And then the rest, it's a huge fall off. Like Dario Saric is your next veteran? Like – you ain't going anywhere. It's a young team. I don't think anyone was expecting to win a championship. <laughs> around, so baby. Getting into the playoffs, winning a round, I think that's a win for them. So I'll take it. Um, all right. That but, was... Sorry, Alan. The Celtics are trash. Yeah, Fournier is. Yeah. They, they didn't address any of the needs they had, and then they also missed it on the drum and sweep, sweepstakes. So, and they didn't really move Tristan Thompson. So <laughs> I'm happy. And you got rid of Tice. Who's yeah, your upside? Uh, good day. Yeah, good day. To, if you hate the Boston Celtics, great day. I know I got green going on in the background, but. Uh. And that was another edition of Cap or No Cap. That was a fun one. We have reached the end of the episode. So, with that, Stephen, thank you again for joining us. And can you let the world know where they can find you? The multi, the multiple things that you do on the web. All right. So. My podcast page is Talk Your Exposure. Um, my basketball page is, is RWI Basketball. Uh, for anybody that is looking for any youth basketball or, or anything like that, you can definitely hit us up on RWI Basketball. Um, or my personal page is Stephen K15. Oh God, here we go again with the corn dog, but it's Stephen K15. Um, you know, that is private. So if, if, you are, if you know me, then I'll follow you. If you don't know me, then don't follow that page. But, um, but yeah, so talk your exposure. RWI typically will be able to get me, um, hit me up, check out the, check out, check us out. And, and that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for talking the good word of basketball with us. And Alan, where can the world find you? Oh, you could find me at the Alan Shane on Instagram or, uh, 
no, the Alan Shane on Twitter, Alan Shane on Instagram, Shoeless Lewis on Twitch, and also make sure to watch the Great Canadian Baking Show, 8 p.m. on CBC and CBC Gem. There's only two episodes left, and <laughs> it's getting spicy. It's getting spicy under the tent, and there's no other shows to watch about cooking or baking, so don't even think about it. Thank you so much, buddy. No matter what the next person tells you. <laughs> and Dexter. Okay, listen. I'm going to stop promoting the other show. <laughs> but I will promote another show it's called <laughs> Tournament of Champions, hosted by Guy Fieri on Food Network. It's on at the same damn time as that baking show. So eight o'clock, Tournament of Champions. Anyways, <laughs> right? He's kid. deliberately finding shows Play, that are on the same time as you. <laughs> I, re- I refuse. <laughs> it's okay. Finding, it's all chopped up anyway. He's literally finding other shows to to compete. Uh, <laughs> that's living my dex life don't forget the g triple og on the ig tiktok and twitter yo you know on tiktok i have the same amount of followers as i am following bruh let's go we'll be at though i'm gonna <laughs> offset that i'm gonna make sure to like unfollow right now just to make sure that that's not true um and of course, you can find me at RA Henry on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you stalk or social media with people. And the pages, of course, at Below the Hardwood on Instagram, at BTH on NBA on Twitter for all of the episodes. And apparently, Ryan Antonio Henry on Big Brother in Canada. Even <gasps> yeah, he's season, did it. He season it. is already on, and it's already it's too trending. late. So it doesn't it's matter. It's trending now. Season's already on. It's already too late. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Again, we'd like to thank Corey hey, I'm, I'm not, for joining I'm, I'm, us. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, Ryan. Listen, I know a lot of people that have been my 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 guy Tyshawn's on right now. You feel me? So if you if oh, you, you, know need, if you you know you can talk to him. You can talk to Poutine Poppy. I know Tyshawn. That's my guy. It's my age. So we 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 play basketball against each other um, when, when we were younger. So I, I. Which one is uh? Do you? Uh, what's his name? Oh, Cedric Newman's kid. The the black guy. The buff black guy. What's his name? Tyshawn. Jed. That's Tyshawn. Tyshawn. I know his dad. That's Tyshawn. His dad. Tyshawn's a cool dude. I like him. Uh, but yeah, that you know was so, episode. If any advice, Ryan, we got you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That was episode 29. If you made it this far, thank you for joining us. We out. Peace.